Welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I am, as always, the deputy, Stu Kaufman. And I'm your representative from the U.S. Cattle Council, Amy McLeod. <laughs> and tonight we watched 1937's Helltown, directed by Charles Barton and starring John Wayne, Marcia Hunt, and Johnny Mac Brown. It sounds like a dish at a diner. Like you made up those names. Like, I'll have... Oh, waitress? Waitress, I'll have the Johnny Mac Brown, please. Would you like gravy on the side? Oh, boy, howdy, would I? <laughs> Extra blue cheese, please. And apparently this movie uh, was premiered initially with uh, it's after uh, a novel by the writer Zane Gray, which is a name that is also not made up. Yep, 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 yep. Called Born to the West. And, um, frankly, I don't know if either of these titles are helpful at all. Neither of them are good descriptors. Yeah. Uh, neither, because I, I saw Helltown, and I picked this movie because it made me laugh. Yeah, it's called Helltown. I'm like, hell, yeah, I want to see Helltown. Like, There's going to be a lot of people getting shot. Yeah. Which, there was a lot of gunfire. Yeah, I feel like, first of all, it's confusing to give your movie two titles. It even had both titles. <laughs> Yeah. On the title screen. Exactly. Uh, so first, you know, negative 10 points from Gryffindor for, for that. <laughs> and you're 100% right. The two titles, like Helltown, to me that makes me think of like, oh, John Wayne's got to come into some crooked town and, and fix it up and there's going to be more fist fights and mm-hmm. it's just a mean town. Uh, but it really wasn't about that at all. No. And then Born to the West? Uh... I mean that's kind of a bland Western title. Yeah, that could that could be anything. Yeah, so I mean that one I guess would be better, but not very exciting. So uh, before we get too far, uh, Amy, why don't you tell us what happened in this here picture show? Uh, well, not much. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of cows. Yes, a lot of cows. Yeah, I mean we went into watching this movie. We knew it was only fifty-five minutes long, which you know, whew, short, short, sweet film. Um, and it got to a point in the beginning that I'm like, wow, we're spending a lot of time on, like, scenic pictures of cattle and cowboys running around with cattle. When are we going to get to a, uh, you know, a plot? A conflict. Yes. But the, the general plot is you've got John Wayne, who plays, uh, Dare Rudd, who is sort of your classic, uh... And nowadays, he'd be the slacker guy who, like, can't hold down a job drifting from here and there. But pretty much he goes uh, from town to town with his buddy, Dink Hooley. <laughs> Dink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of goofing off. And, and Dink sells lightning rods. He's always trying to, like, throw lightning rods. Amy and I were, became convinced as the movie went on that it was something of a... Um, personal nature but yeah. we'll get into that later right uh, we were very confused by by that so um john wayne's character dare uh is coming to town uh just basically to pass through his cousin tom fillmore lives there and his cousin tom is very well respected owns a gigantic ranch is the president of the bank like basically your classic has your shit together kind of guy um, and John Wayne was just going to pass through town. Um, his cousin did offer him a job. was like, look, your, your dad wanted you to be uh, an honest man and work an honest living on the cattle ranch. Because, you know, there's a lot of money in beef. <laughs> there's a lot of good jobs in, in, in the cattle business. Yeah, this was basically a PSA for people to get a job in beef. So, 
There was a lot of things. You make a lot of money selling beef. Uh, that guy's got all the fat beef. <laughs> we know where the beef is, and it's with Tom Fillmore. He's got the beef. Oh, he has the beef, all right. Yeah. So, um, first John Wayne is like, nah, screw your job, I'm just gonna skip town, because his cousin was like, either take a job or take this money. Uh, but what convinces, uh, John Wayne to stay in town? He sees a pretty lady! Specifically, his cousin's girl. Right. (laughs) Now, it is a little unclear if they were dating or if his cousin was just into that girl. It's highly implied that they're an item, but she does not really seem to have... She seems to feel the way about him that, like, you or I might feel about, like, a, you know, a comfortable seat in a conference room. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I, I want to sit in that chair, but, meh, you know, if they threw it out, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I like that chair, but, ooh, that one's closer to the bagels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that one has a cute and handsome face like John Wayne, so. <laughs> <laughs> and the metaphor breaks down after a while. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, and it, I'll be honest, she didn't seem to have much chemistry with, with anybody in the film, mm-hmm. uh, with John Wayne either. John Wayne, I mean, the cousin Tom didn't even seem to really like her that much. Like, he seemed annoyed that uh, John Wayne's going after her, but a couple times she's, like, worried about him and, like, you know, and he's like, well, you know, real sorry. I guess he's an ass. <laughs> um, Stole my money, hold shit. Yeah, so that's where that comes in. She kind of gets sweet on, on John Wayne, and it was like, oh, you know, Tom, you should give him a better job. Right now he's just the cook, and he should be doing other things. So then what does the cousin do? He gives him a dangerous job. Not really. <laughs> Ostensibly, no, but yeah. Yeah, so he's like, go take all these cattle, sell them, and bring the money back. Because he's thinking, he's like, I know my cousin's a big loser. He's going to, like, take the money and, and run away. And then, you know, Miss Judy is going to only have eyes for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, that's not really how relationships work. But okay, that's fine. Yep, yep, yep. You're more than <laughs> You can't just eliminate the competition. Your poor decision making, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, so, so John Wayne takes this job uh, to kind of prove that I'm responsible I can handle having a lot of money and bringing it back. Mm -hmm. I won't spend it all on a poker game. (laughs) Um, And he proceeds to... Just do just that. ...waste it all on a poker game. Mm -hmm. So his cousin ends up coming in and, like, saves the day. He almost comes in kind of like... Almost like someone's dad. Like... Like, you're frustrated, you're trying to build something, and you didn't ask for help, and then your dad comes in and is like, all right, uh, go on. So, all right, step aside, mm-hmm. and he proceeds to, like, win at poker every hand. Yeah, just, just wipes the floor with these suckers. Yeah, which was out of nowhere. Um, so then they get then they find out that, oh, they were cheating them the whole time. Um, so, uh, I guess, so. Uh, h- how does the movie end? The movie ends with... Um, they have a shootout with the evil saloon owner who is trying to steal the cattle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, they win. They get back to town. And then John Wayne just, like, leaves. <laughs> like, Miss Judy's, like, waiting, you know, with her big, like, doe-eyed stare. Like, where is uh, John Wayne? Mm-hmm. And then uh, her boyfriend is like, oh, he left. And then he's like, you could probably catch up to him if he left now. And I was like, why are you encouraging her? Because he he and and, and Dinker are gonna are gonna have formal relationship. I, think. I I guess I don't know. So um, 
So then she meets up with him. And we don't really get any resolution because she comes in and she's like, you should stay. Tom's going to make you partner at the ranch. He wants you to be his partner. And then he's all like, what about you? And then they, she never answers that question. Mm-hmm. And then we just end it. Exactly. The end. Um, I want to start off by saying um, that I think there's like only like 35 minutes of plot here. Maybe. The last 20 minutes was entirely padded by lowing of cattle. Yes. <laughs> gunfire. And the solicitation... There's plenty of opportunities in the cattle business. Yeah, they could not <laughs> shut up about how well uh, a young man could do in the cattle industry. I don't. We'll have to see if we can do some research, like if this was paid for in part by like some cattle company, cattle ranchers of America or I mean, something. It's, it was made the tail end of the Great Depression, so maybe like, hey, we need job. You want a yeah. job? Come out and ride a horse and get a cow. I don't know. Right. Like, look how fun John Wayne makes it look. Exactly. In this overexposed film. Right. Maybe not the film's fault, but <laughs> but yeah, it's uh you know very simple plot. I you know I enjoyed it. It's it's a B western. Yeah, it's certainly a B western. It's it, it certainly smacks of the priest. I'm beginning to see a a, a pattern here, a B of a, for John Wayne's career is like before and after Stagecoach. Yeah, like, yeah. You watch Stagecoach. That is the rest of John Wayne's career. Before yes. that, it's just it's just. It's cheese. It's cheese. Yeah, and it, it, just like today, sometimes when I go to a movie, I want to see cheese. Like, right. watching this movie, I was like, I would almost watch this uh, as a TV show. Like, some of these characters, heck, you could you could make it a little longer, take out a lot of the lowing cattle, <laughs> and you could probably make this a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> And but I'd what, watch the shit out of it. But how are we supposed to highlight how all the jobs you're supposed to get in the American cattle business? Yeah, the nice, uh, the close-up shot of the banker, like, stacking that cash and giving it to John Wayne. Like, look at that fat stack of cash. Wow, $8,000, that would go a long way in 1937. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, and after you ride the cattle, you can spend a night in town drinking and cavorting. With a bed and pillows. And sheets and stuff. Sheets and whores. Even liquor. St- Opium. Yeah, they were like a gambling. Bit. God damn it! Was was that the hell town? <laughs> Have we found the hell town? Oh no, that sounds like a great time to me. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I feel like a lot of movies of I mean, I think you even see that today when they make action films, they tend to shoehorn in like a romance subplot, yeah. which is what they did here, like. The character of Miss Judy served no purpose. Absolutely, other than to look very pretty, and she was easy. Yeah. And, and she was easy on the eyes. She However, was a pretty lady. Uh, she was, yeah, she was nothing. She was nothing at all. She like, yeah, you could remove her character completely, and it would be fine. I mean, really, she is John Wayne's motivation to stay in town. But like, you could replace her with uh, more money. Uh, a free house. You could replace her with anything because her character. It's free real didn't. estate. I'm right. It's free real estate. Um, like I can't even think of most of her lines except like John Wayne would be like, "Say, I proposed to you a little while ago. What do you think about it?" I'd rather not tell you. You've been hurt enough for one day. And I'm like, well, that's pretty oh. good. Oh. Which begs the question: Like, is this what flirting was like in the 30s? Because yeah. it's really lousy. Yeah, like, did <laughs> any listeners here who were flirting in the 30s, <laughs> could you please tell us, like, if you saw a pretty lady that you liked, did you just walk up and say, hey, 
How about we get married? Because I would be a little weirded out if that happened to me today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I... Even if, I, as a lady, like, if I saw a dude that I liked, I mean, I'm already married, but, like, if I was at a bar and I was like, that dude's pretty cute, I'd be like, hey there, pal, why don't we get married? I feel like he'd be like, uh... What the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, 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 thanks, but... No. Yeah, and as a lady, I'd be like, you're going to murder me later, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are going to be the subject of a Netflix documentary. Which, while cool, not, <laughs> not, not ideal. ideal. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I want to be the subject of, like, you know, like a Netflix documentary and be like, here is Stu Kaufman. He did something really cool. Right. Like, uh, you he's, know, he's like got he's, a house made out of, like, Coke bottles or some shit. Right. Like, over my illustrious life of all the things I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Not, you know. Because I was the first victim of the weirdo killer. Stuart Kaufman was born a baby in 1985. <laughs> was born a grown man. Was born a grown man. And stayed that way. <laughs> stayed that way. He is eternal. Mm-hmm. The one and future man, Stu Kaufman. <laughs> Take heed, Stu Kaufman walks the earth still to this day. <laughs> Haunting the, the dreams of the evil. <laughs> Some say they can still hear him walking up and down the East Coast talking about FDR. You can hear him crack open a beer from miles away. (laughs) (laughs) They say that babies born uh, under the cracking sound uh, have heightened intelligence. It's a great blessing. A wealth of insignificant and stupid knowledge will help them excel at bar trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly a blessing to us all. Okay. Anyway. We've gone way off track. Uh, We We don't do that ever on this podcast. We stay to the point. Alright, looking at my notes, one thing I want to discuss is what is it with weird folk terminology in these 30s films? Because I saw one that just didn't make any sense to me. It was um, was it like uh, John Wayne is struggling to take an apron off because he's initially hired to be like a uh, run the chuck wagon, mm-hmm. and he's trying to pull it off because the pretty lady is coming. I can't be seen doing women's work, and I think they missed an opportunity to like to have a subplot like where he's like really good at cooking. Like I think I think I think Dare missed his calling. He should have he should have gone and opened up a seafood restaurant, in San Francisco. See, I'm saying you could make this a romantic comedy, like. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. I want to kind of rewrite this. Right, like like he's like so focused on being a cowboy, like the best cowboy you could ever be. But you know they put him in charge of the chuck wagon, and, and like, he flourishes. This is great. Yeah, and, he, and like he's just like, no, this is this food. Who cares about this? Like, no, like this is the best meal I've ever had on the trail. How did you do this? And maybe she could encourage him to like work at the the restaurant or something. Mm, exactly. You know, but he's got to fight. He's like, no, I always want to be manly man. Riding the range. I was like, well, like, and then they, they finally nudge him into doing it. Yeah. And he like makes fried chicken, and everyone's like biting into it. Like, like, oh the God. skin is nice and crispy. I've and seen the... the face of God <laughs> in this chicken. <laughs> and this seasoned in Colonel Sanders' secret recipe of 11 different herbs and spices. <laughs> this white gravy on my chicken fried steak. Right. <laughs> I will turn away from my evil ways of cattle rustling and bank robbery. <laughs> I'm a changed man. <laughs> the fried chicken that saved the West. But um, uh, Dink, he says, uh, "Come on, you old sidewinder! Don't you know August is a month for shedding your skin?" <laughs> yeah, because he gets all stuck. He's he's 
for some reason the apron he's wearing too is like huge yeah i'm like it was oversized and it went it was like a he's wearing a sail it's basically like a giant white jumper like it's not like you put it over your head and you tie it around your waist it's like he's basically wearing a dress and i'm like what where did you get this apron quote unquote and of course you you know you gotta and it was it was kind of cute funny to watch john wayne struggle to take off this giant piece of clothing that he put on somebody wrapped we played a trick on john wayne we wrapped him in a sail right he gets out and and to me it's funny that it's like he's doing he's like oh i don't want the pretty lady to see me in an apron but it's like you look like an idiot now like if you'd have just confidently walked up in your apron like hey there pretty lady like that's way more cool than like struggling to exactly, <laughs> rest yeah. yourself free of this, you know, <laughs> boat sail that you put on. Like, Jesus, who was the last cook? A grizzly bear? Like, I know, right? It's like a giant. Paul Bunyan was out here doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was also something that John Wayne kept saying, like, well, I'm the best poker player west of the Mississippi. And I was just like, so in Boston, is he just, like, garbage? Yeah. If he goes to play, like, cards in, like, Atlanta, is he just, like, just, like, like just fuck shit. all? Just yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Oh, like, what, what does this card mean? That, that's a- Do they play different poker over there and he just doesn't know it? <laughs> does he cross the Mississippi and he just can't read? Yeah, and here's the thing. So... He says that a few times. We never see any evidence of him being actually being a good gambler. Oh yeah, he constantly gets hosed at cards. Yeah, like and now in the end they are playing him, but at least when his cousin stepped in, his cousin was winning. So that made me think because they couldn't have cheated him the whole time because they would do a thing where they would swap the decks part way through, but they wouldn't have been able to do that every time. So I'm like. Clearly, he just sucks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's 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 he's just terrible at it. But yeah, the, this this movie was a warning to America's use not to start gambling, but instead get a job with American cattle industry. Yeah, there's plenty of opportunities in the cattle business. Steady job, lots of money. You won't lose it to a bunch of hooligans. Fresh air, see the American West. Beautiful, and that's you know uh, was beautiful scenery. This message brought to you by the American beef industry yeah talked a lot about how expensive beef is and how much money you can make selling fat beef (laughs) and boy does tom have that fat beef apparently tom's the only one who's got that fat beef that people crave (laughs) where's the beef he's got the only fat beef (laughs) so even the rustlers were like why why do we gotta steal from the biggest guy and the evil saloon guy's like well tom's got the fattest beef around Mm mm-hmm I don't know why Miss Jane's not into his fat beef. <laughs> it's fat beef. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beef is just fun to say. It is fun to say. Mr. LaBeef. Uh, oh, man. I can't wait to watch that movie. Anyway. Good. Um, something I noticed is I think they drove home how American and true and honest American cattle work is because uh, Tom's office, I don't know if you noticed, was filled with patriotic americana oh i didn't notice he had a framed um print of the declaration of independence and a portrait of george washington who does that (laughs) nobody does that the american cattle industry does there's plenty of opportunities in the cattle business yeah like i definitely feel like this was funded in some part by (laughs) something because there were definitely some spots that sounded very much like a commercial man I tell you what, though, I'd really want a cheeseburger right now. Yeah, I'm like, give me a nice, juicy steak. Mm-hmm. Lay it on me. Uh, but so much 
so much of this was just very, very 30s. Yeah. So much of it was. Like, like the way, like, certain cowboys would call the other cowboys, Hey, get the boys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> go on, get the boys. It's time to hit the trail. <laughs> and so, I love the hats. The hats were all huge. They were amazing, like 15, 20-gallon hats. <laughs> exactly. Enough to fill up your... You put gasoline in that, it's going to fill your tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the hat. The hats were incredibly noticeable. Oh, yeah. It very absolutely, and um, can we talk about how Dare started off as just kind of being a shit heel? Yeah, let's I, do that. I was kind of convinced, like this this dynamic has not aged well because it seemed very clear to me that um, Judith or Judy was uh, definitely supposed to be um, Tom's girl. And, like, just, like, right in front of his own cousin, John Wayne's let's just be like, hey. Like, yeah, it was very cartoony, because it was like, he's talking to his cousin in his co- Tom's office, and then Judy walks in, and, like, you almost see a dust cloud in the shape of John Wayne as he tries <laughs> to, like, get right in front of her, and is like, well, who's this pretty lady? And, like, Tom's like, uh... <laughs> Uh, that's my, uh, friend, uh, Judy there. Like, and he's kind of like, oh, well, I guess I'll stay in town after all. And you're like, ah, oh, jeez. Give me little wolf ears on him. Dare? Dare? Can, can you... Are just you, are cool you, it. Are you, are you just bad at, 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 uh, you know, body language? Like, at all? Like, just cool it. Well, it was, well, it was funny, because she came over, and the first thing she said, she was like, Tom, I hope you can come over for dinner tonight. So it's like, clearly there's something there. Mm-hmm. So they're either related, in which case John Wayne is also related to her and should be off limits, <laughs> or it's his girlfriend. Yeah. That's a... Gr- you know what is great about this movie? Is, like, <laughs> John Wayne's character of Dare Rudd spends so much time, like, talking about how great he is... But it's also presented that he is not. I liked that. That's why I was like, I would watch this show because yeah. I, I really felt like that sold how like the the fake the unearned bravado that he had. Yeah. Like he's like, I am great. I'm great at everything. And it's like he gets into town. The first thing that happens when he plays cards, he's like, well, hope I didn't get a black eye. And then he's got like a huge shiner. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just everything like, else just. Well, I'm the best poker player this side of the Mississippi. Gets hosed. Yeah. <laughs> He, he also had the worst poker face. He's just like, oh, man, I got a great hand here. Oh, everybody look at the cards I got right here. Oh, it was great. And I did like how they showed, like, I guess they were playing poker all night. Um, they had, then they showed John Wayne and his hair is kind of all disheveled. He looks real sweaty because he's <laughs> lost, like, all his money. Because it's like, they kind of, without going with a huge montage, they kind of showed that it's like he thinks he's this big gambler, but look at him. He's like going town to town with no money because <laughs> he sucks. He's bad at this. Yeah, and like his cousin is basically has him be the, the chuck wagon cook because he's like, this asshole can't hold down a real job, but like he can throw some biscuits in the oven. Like <laughs> he can put again, some chili together. Again, missed opportunity. Like he makes an amazing chili that just blows people's minds. Be like, it's got a perfect amount of balance of heat. And also mellowness and brings out the flavor of the beef. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't even need to add hot sauce to this. This is amazing. He's like to pour a little bit of coffee in there. My God, man. It's a secret. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's why I was like, man, I, if I would have watched this fleshed out a little more, I, th- I think there was definitely some meat on them bones. <laughs> it's, 
some beef. We certainly some beef on the rack there. <laughs> we certainly weren't asking, "Where's the beef?" No, it's all around us. My God, the beef is all around us. <laughs> the, we were the beef the entire time. Right, the beef was the friends we met along the way. The beef was inside us all along. <laughs> Plenty of opportunities in the cattle business. So much cows mooing. So many cows. They got a deal on that footage, oh man. Oh my god. They needed to pad out that... that. It's like, we're not going to get an hour, but we need to at least get close. Right. Because what we have right now isn't even considered like a full-length feature movie. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was like a, they could have done it a silent short. <laughs> Speed up the footage, have it done in five minutes. Exactly. Like, do, 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 do. Yep. poo poo. Right. Oh, well, we're done here. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, in point of fact, like, we got to, like, the, um, we we're, like, seven minutes away from the end of the movie. And I said aloud, how are they going to end this? Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, seven minutes remaining in the film. And that was when John Wayne's cousin steps in to play poker for him to try and get the money back. And I was like, is it just going to end? Uh, but then, of course, there's the shootout. And yeah. they wrap it up real quick after that. But it was like, my gosh. They weren't great shootouts, but you know what? They were satisfying. Yeah. They were fine. Mm-hmm. They were fine. They Yeah, they weren't dynamic. They weren't anything interesting. But no, no, no. it needed shootouts. It gave us a couple shootouts. It gave us a couple of shootouts. I didn't always... I wasn't able to always follow what was happening in the shootouts. <laughs> no. But I don't think that was their purpose. Uh, speaking of shootouts, there was a, a, initially a mystifying night scene. Where it was difficult to follow any um, any action at all. However, uh, it came to a point where uh, a shootout began at night. And I was like, oh, I know what they're doing. They finally figured out how to do a night scene. And this just looks fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, look at us. Look at that. Oh, man, this we, is cool We're going to have a whole five minutes of almost complete darkness. <laughs> exactly. Just... Black with like some surreal white shapes that kind of look like cowboy hats yeah. and gunfire. Yeah. You know what? I'm here for it. Can we talk about the yodeling cowboys at the start of the movie? Well, is it a cowboy movie from the 30s if somebody doesn't yodel? <laughs> How do you know you're out west if Get there's it. not a bunch of cows lowing and someone going, Get along, little doggies. Get along. Yeah. yeah. I almost proposed um, because if I didn't pick. If I hadn't picked this movie, I almost would have picked, um, because on YouTube there is a sea of Tex Ritter movies that are like, Ritter. That are like 50 minutes, 45 nice. minutes, that just, just feel like just fluff. We should have a Tex Ritter-a-thon some month. I think Tex Ritter movies were the 1930s equivalent of passing your iPad or your phone to a child. Just be like, just sit him in front of that. Just, exactly. Just be like, can you just like, here's a nickel. Just go watch a. So are go, you go saying, down to the theater? Are you positing that Tex Ritter was the baby shark of his time? Yes. <laughs> here's a nickel. Take your brother. Go to the theater. Leave, leave, leave me home. and your father alone for just, five just, goddamn just, minutes. Just for forty-five minutes, watch a cowboy movie. Get out oh. of the house. Oh my god. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just be like, it's the Great yeah. Depression. It's the Paw Patrol. I don't know what kids watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's it. That's all I know. That's all you got. All right. Well, holy shit. Uh, Man. Uh, well, shall we do segments? 
Yeah, let's go with the uh, the postcard moment. Yeah, that's that's where we really started out at, and um, I didn't expect much from this movie. One because of the quality of the edition we watched, but also um, it being so early in uh, John Wayne's career, uh, I didn't expect much. But it really opened with a really nice. This is my postcard moment. Uh, nice view of cattle and this brilliant valley. It's black and white, so. It, you know, theater of the imagination as far as color is concerned, but like the Rocky Mountains, or what looked like the Rocky Mountains, just coming down. There's a stream out in the distance, and just the beauty and gorgeousness of the American West. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely had a lot prettier scenes than this movie had any business having. Absolutely. Like, you know, having watched uh, Down the Wyoming Trail, uh, which was not great to look at. Tex Ritter looked eagerly to, 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 like, go to a better movie. Yeah, he's like, please get me out of this movie. But, like, yeah, anything that was outside with the wide shots, um, any like, all the cattle shots I thought were lovely. Yeah. Sick of hearing them all moo all the time. <laughs> But there was one where they're kind of going through some trees and tall grass, and you see some of the cowboys next to the cow, and they're kind of leading them, leading them towards the camera, uh, in this kind of very grassy, foresty valley. Mm-hmm. That was very pretty. But yeah, a lot of really good outdoor shots, which was like there was no reason for them to have those. Like, I was, this is too pretty for a movie. Oh yeah, of this caliber. I have every intention of. Uh... <laughs> Watching this movie again just so I can record all the lowing of cattle. Yeah, can you just just get all of that and just put it real low in the background of the entire episode? <laughs> just on, on repeat. Just on, just keep it. You might have enough. I might have enough. You might have enough. I might. Just put like a little bell when we run out. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. Just <laughs> mooing in the background. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, what do you think about... Uh, who do, you, who do you think brought the face? He happens to be a sweet-looking dude. Well, I mean, it's a John Wayne film, so it's really hard for John Wayne to not bring the face. And in fact, I'm not giving it to him. <gasps> who are you giving the face to? I'm giving it to Tom. Because, Tom had some face. Because Tom, at one point, when he's giving the job to John Wayne uh, to go out and... Um, take the cattle to town to the railroad head and, and get the cash. He has a look on his face that just says, yeah, go go do this job. Uh, good luck. I hope you die. Okay, all right. I will reverse my decision because Tom had a lot of that in his face whenever he was dealing with John Wayne. was kind of like, you're a piece of shit and I hate you. I hope you die. Right, please die and leave my girlfriend alone. But he would never say, it's like, it's like a thing he would never say as a character, I guess. Which mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know why he wouldn't, but he said it all in his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was incredible. It was it was better acting than we deserved yes. in, a, in a B movie from 1937. Yeah, with barely a, barely a plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, I guess that brings, uh, well, not finally, uh, we have our saloon search. <laughs> We had yes. two decent saloons here. Uh, the first one was called simply the Casino. Yes, and uh, that was pretty nice. It looked pretty tight. Um, I like these 1930s saloons. They they look like they should. There something happened in the 50s where they decided, like, you know what, the West needs more more West. 
Yeah. More. It's like someone described the West to them over the phone. <laughs> and they just went with it. And then it's very fifties West. And then it reached a, and then it reached a peak in the sixties, but in the thirties, no. In the thirties they kinda got it. In the forties too. So you have like it's got beadboard on the walls and uh it's it's very simple the 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 only thing that's not simple is in the first saloon um the casino casino royale with uh, david right. and daniel craig um was a magnificent victorian uh back uh bar back with a mirror and like you know the kind of like queen anne victorian style you're used to just really nice and um i don't know if you were listening a but it sounded like the piano was playing Old MacDonald. <laughs> I did not pay attention. If you can grab that, put that in. I'm going to try, because it definitely sounded to me like, Old MacDonald had a bar, E-I-E-I-O. And in that bar there was John Wayne, E-I-E-I-O. With, with a bang bang here and a bang bang there. There's a body, there's a body. Moo moo. Moo moo. Get that beef. Get that beef out in the bar. Yeah, anyway. Because he's got the only fat beef. <laughs> the second bar was in... Um, the, they, did they say the name of the town? They never said the name of the town, so I guess one will call Helltown, the other one will call Town. Right, there we go. Schittsburg. Right. I don't know. Railroad Bell. Railroad, railroad to hell. Highway to hell. Uh, it was called McNally's, and the only reason I got the name of that saloon is because it was in the background of the shot. Yes, yes. I had to squint for it. And uh, they had oysters, which how? begs the question, how? I mean, of course, now that I'm thinking about it, if they are on a rail, yeah. maybe the, the next town is like, I, I don't even know what state. They, they were in Wyoming, weren't yeah. they? Well, shit, I don't know where they're getting oysters from. I mean, if you, That's too far from the sea. Maybe if you pack them in ice, but even then. That'd be cost prohibitive, I would think. I mean, it, they could be canned oysters. It doesn't mean they have to be fresh. True. So gross. they have oysters. They have gross canned oysters for you to put in your ugly face after you've had too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked, I actually like McNally's better. It, it shared the fact that it had beadboard on the side, but it had more windows. It looked more expansive, and the bar was long. Like, you could just, like, really... Get your foot up there on the brass rail. Get yourself a beer and a shot, and just like every other good saloon and any of these other movies we've seen, you just know, you just know there's going to be a fist fight, and there was. <laughs> and I'll say, so there was another. There's a scene in that saloon that um, I thought was pretty funny because they clearly wanted to get the money out of John Wayne by having him gamble it away. They were trying to lure him into gambling. Mm -hmm. So they had some guy playing, I'm assuming, solitaire. <laughs> I don't know. He's playing alone with cards. And As we've all done, we've told somebody playing solitaire that they're not doing it right. Yeah, so like, there's a card on the ground, so John Wayne picks it up and gives it to the guy, which was it's a nice thing to do. And then he kind of says, oh, hey, put the queen over there, which I'm like, you don't help someone playing solitaire no so the guy gets snippy with him like i know how to play cards and then he uh, proceeds to argue with him like you made a mistake and i'm like you leave him alone he's playing solitaire <laughs> but no john wins this is being like well it's not my fault you're a dipshit and you don't know how to play fucking solitaire jesus Christ. yeah he's like you made a mistake you know you're not i'm right you're wrong you made a mistake and i'm gonna yell at you about how to play solitaire <laughs> and i'm like 
man, pick your battles. Like, <laughs> I, I could care less how somebody... You can cheat playing solitaire. I don't right. care. Exactly. I do it all the time. If, as long as you're having fun, I don't care how you play with your cards. That's right. But, uh, yeah, that's that's McNally's saloon, and that's my choice for the saloon on this, this, uh, in this film. Uh, Amy, I think there's a tragedy in this movie, though, because we were bereft... Of coots. The big male's bat. No true coots. So all of uh, my coot watchers out there, uh, just put an unhappy face in your your coot mm-hmm. spotting guide. Uh, the only thing close to a coot, I think, would be Dinky. Mm-hmm. Selling his lightning rods left and right. So brother, you can't afford to be without the protection of lightning rods. Like these these weird. Possibly of a sexual nature. We don't know. We have no idea. Like, he's kind of like, can I put you down for four? And I was like, what does anyone even need one lightning rod for? <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, well, where, where do you want to put these lightning rods? Because you're really going on at length about them, dude. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's some kind of marital aid. Because, <laughs> like, as soon as it seemed like John Wayne and the lady were going to get together, he's like, oh, there's two people who need a lightning rod. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I don't about? understand. Oh, let's lightning strike twice or what? Dinky, 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 dinky. What the hell are you trying to say? I mean, first off, his name is Dinky. What chance did he have? <laughs> that had to be a nickname. It had to be a nickname. For what, though? How do we rate this thing? You know, it's not great, but you know what? It was fun. It was fun. I did enjoy watching it. And the nonsensical romantic uh, subplot was not so bad that it, it, it detracted from it. It just kind of like, it was like, you know, it, it was just, it was funny. It was just there. It was, it was bad, but it was yeah. just like, it was, this is dumb. Yeah. This is dumb and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't, it was very shallow. Uh, it was just kind of there as, like, another thing in the movie. It's short. It's a popcorn cruncher. I'll give it three. You know, I think three is fair. Three is fair for a B-movie western. Three, three, three sabatas. Yeah, three, three, I'll give it three sabatas yes. out of six. Yes. I'll sit down with some friends and some beers and we'll rewatch this and make yeah. fun of it. It'll be fun. You know, yeah, and I think we should start making a list of, of good B-movies that you could watch in, in quick succession. Yeah, this, this is one of them, one. because like we said, it's a quick 54, 55 minutes. Uh, it's over before you know it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you'll I have a great it. time. I liked it a lot for a B-movie. Uh, well, that's uh, that pretty much covers it for Helltown. 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 A name that was completely unearned. Yes. Um, this is... Uh, remind, if you enjoyed what you heard tonight, I, I uh, invite you to... Uh, please like, subscribe, uh, tell your friends, tell your horse, so we can grow our community of cow punchers. Because man, there's a lot of cows that in this movie to punch. So so many, so many cows. Um, so thank you, thanks again for listening. I am always the deputy, Stu Kaufman, and I'm here reminding you that there's a lot of money in cattle. Amy McLeod. Y'all watch yourselves out there on the trail. Yeah. This is where the editing happens. Woo! Gotta get my notes. Sipping a beer. Get-